The Axe of the Blood God. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Axe of the Blunt God, U.S. Gamer's official RPG podcast. I'm your host, Kat Bailey, and joining me today is returning guest, an actual U.S. Gamer editor this time around, Jazz Ringno. Welcome back to the show, Jazz. Hey, how you doing? Jazz's been really crazy busy lately, playing all of the shooters, and in particular, he's been playing Destiny the Taken King as U.S. Gamer's official Destiny person. Jazz... Let's start with the original Vanilla Destiny. You were a lot lower than a lot of people on it. Um, you were definitely on the hater side of the equation. Uh, what what about that game didn't grab you? Yeah, it was funny, really, because we, we, I mean, we played it a lot. Jeremy and I both kind of co-reviewed the game, and we both had sort of a similar issue with with the game, which was it just felt. Uh, a little bit on the empty side, you know, you'd sort of go into a zone. I think part, part of the problem was that we'd been promised, um, you know, we'd seen the game at E3 and, and, and they'd say things like, you know, you know, you're going to go into these zones and they're going to be filled with stuff and you're going to be able to explore and there's lots of things to do. And when we got the final version of the game, it really didn't quite feel like it was living up to that promise. And so you'd kind of go into a zone and, you know, there'd be enemies in there to shoot at. But there wasn't anything to necessarily explore and the zones weren't particularly large. So it didn't really feel MMO-like in that, in the sense that they'd sort of uh, promised it would be. Um, it felt a little bit more just like a typical first-person shooter, just with sort of slightly larger levels um, and these sort of central points that, that, that would have, you know, several different... Um, kind of mission paths off them and so that was the first thing that really struck us was just you know it just didn't really feel mmo like and then the other thing that 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 i you know certainly got on my nerves was there was a little bit of over reliance on these bosses that would just take endless rounds of ammo to take down and you know you'd just sit there and shoot them endlessly and it just wasn't particularly engaging, you know. It, it wasn't like it was really testing a lot of different skill sets from you. It was just more of a battle of attrition and endurance where you'd sort of work your way through um, a whole bunch of different enemies and then, um, you know, take on a, a bullet sponge boss, basically, um, fight that for, 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 for a good while, take down that and then move on to the next one. And it just... You know, it was, it, you could definitely see there was a lot of potential there, but it just wasn't quite realizing it at the time. So it didn't exactly hate it, but didn't really love it either. And I found that, you know, once I'd finished the game, finished reviewing the game, I didn't really want to go back to it. There wasn't anything in there that was really gripping me. And I know a lot of people really enjoyed it, but uh, yeah, it just didn't quite work for me. Yeah, I picked up a copy of Destiny at launch last year, and I managed to make it to level 10 or so before I was like, oh, that was fun, and ended up moving on. Uh, it got... I would say that it was pretty mixed at launch. There were a lot of people who loved it. Uh, Kirk Hamilton over at Kotaku, who's been on this show, uh, played it like crazy, and then there 
where a lot of people were like, I don't get it. Why do people like this game? And I agree with you, Jazz. It did have a ton of issues at launch. Uh, not just the way that they really stretched the content thin, but just they did a lot of very strange things with the acquisition of loot. The way that you had to level up after you hit a certain point where you had to get, what was it, certain gear that <clears throat> you'd be playing PvP and it it was really dependent on random drops in PvP and it was super frustrating, right? Not being able to hit that random number generator. And there were vendors who wanted to only show up during the weekend and I'm just like, what are you doing? And it got to the point where... Um, the first expansion, The Dark Below, came around and it was not only crazy in the way that they handled the loot, because if I recall correctly, they basically made a lot of the weapons obsolete. Uh, the content was just this thin gruel that was stretched out over a, a lot of hours. It was just a lot of grinding. Yeah, that was definitely something that, that got to me. I mean, I, I got to level 24 in the first sort of expansion and, um, you know, it, it, the, the point that I hit about, about 24, it just felt like, yeah, I was really having to grind. There was, it, the game didn't do a particularly good job of explaining to you, you know, what you needed to do next and and really how the gear worked and you wouldn't know when things were going to appear and and not be available and it just it just wasn't particularly fun and engaging you know you you really had to love the game to want to keep playing it and i think some people kind of stuck with that grind they they enjoyed the kind of gameplay that was on offer and that was good i mean i'm glad certain people did otherwise you know it wouldn't have had a uh, had this expansion this year um but um yeah for me it just it just felt like it was missing a lot of, of, of the sort of convenience features and sort of um, sort of in-game help that, that sort of would make it more engaging. You know, you really had to re- sort of research. Um, you still need to do that to a certain extent, um, but it just it f- felt even worse last year. You just really didn't know what weapons to concentrate on and what you should be doing and, and how to get certain things. And, you know, you just have to, like, look all, all the stuff up and, and then, and then figure it out for yourself. And there wasn't a sort of a path through the game that really helped you. And having played, you know, World of Warcraft an awful lot, you know, that, that game does a much better job in terms of sort of helping you figure out what to do next. And you get a lot of pointers as to sort of what you should do. You don't really need to do a huge amount of research on it because the game really helps you along. I'd like to get your take on why it has managed to have kind of this lasting power. Uh, I My take on it personally is that People are were looking for a co-op shooter to play with their friends, and it grabbed the casual demographic for sure of people who are just like, well, this is a dumb shooter, and I'm going to play it with my friend who lives on the East Coast while I live on the West Coast because it's something to do. And then it grabbed the obsessive-compulsive-grinding demographic who wanted to get all of the dumb weapons and everything that they could equip on their character, which was aided and abetted by the fact that, quite frankly, the art in that game was really good. Um, I think it, your character just looked cool. You wanted to keep building them up. And then finally, 
by all accounts, uh, some of the raids were actually really good. Um, a lot of Destiny fans talk pretty reverently about, was it Vault of Glass? So, what, what are your, what's your take on it, Jazz? Yeah, that's, this is part of the problem with me, is that I never did, did the raids, you know, is, it, because as far as I recall, there wasn't any kind of public matchmaking for, for raids. And, and it's not like I have lots of friends that play Destiny. I don't have any friends that play Destiny at all. So hey, I never got hey, the ch- I play Destiny Jazz and we're friends. Yeah. So well, maybe now we can do a, well, we need, we, we just need another four people and we can go and do a raid. And that was something that was a bit of a, uh, j- just a little bit surprised about was that, um, that that you know it, you, they had these great raids in the game, and unless you have uh, you know six friends to play with or four friends or however many you actually need to do the different raids, you you can't do them. Yeah. So let's move on to the Taken King, which you see much higher on it this year. So I have also been playing it. I I think I've gotten to. Was it the tenth mission of the Taken King? It, it's labeled ten. Um, and I've been, I would say, enjoying it as well. Um, but you seem really high on it. What about the Taken King really dramatically improves Destiny? Yeah, I think first of all, you know, last year the story was just a little bit incomprehensible and the way that it was delivered wasn't particularly engaging. You know, I'm not sort of putting any of the blame on Peter Dinklage at, at all. I mean, he, he, I think he took a Why lot of... Why not? St- Everybody else has. I know. He, t- he t- took a lot of stick for it. But I think he was told to, you know, talk like a robot. And and so he kind of gave this very sort of dry performance. But, you know, let's face it, he's he didn't write the material. And that was the stuff that he was... You know, if, if the material was more more interestingly written, I think it would have... It would have been more interesting to listen to, but it was just really dull. And um, like I said, the plot was sort of incomprehensible and he would say certain things that just didn't really make much sense. And and it was just pretty awful on the whole. But this year, you know, it's it's like night and day. You've got some some solid voice acting. The the, the storyline is a lot more simple, better written, and the dialogue really does. You know, it's 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 got some really great moments in it. You know, it's it's fun to listen to. It's voiced with a bit of wit and panache. You know, um, Nolan North does a sort of a more C-3PO kind of performance, which has a little bit of charm to it. Um, he's definitely more like your robotic sidekick um, rather than this sort of bland, sort of uh, monotone, sort of uh, Peter Dinklish performance. Um, and uh, Nathan Fillion does a really, really good job as as Cade. Cade, he's, you know, sort of... Uh, Plays the wisecracking space mercenary really, really well, and uh, you know he, he, some of his dialogue is really funny, and it just it, it's it's so much more engaging, and the story because it makes a lot more sense this time around. You kind of just you understand your your, your place in the scheme of things a little bit better, and it just for me it made it a lot more motivating for me. I kind of understood what I was doing, what you know, what, what the objectives were, um, 
and and so sort of just that sort of basic thing was just I got into the game that much uh, that that much more you know it, it engaged me more so that was the first thing and then the secondly the the, the gameplay has a lot more variety this time around. Um, I think you know that it, it it feels a lot less formulaic. Um, the pacing is a lot better. So there's um, there's there's times where you kind of you know you you'll have these intense firefights, but then you'll have kind of sort of more quiet moments where you're exploring and looking around, and you've got sort of time to take in the the vistas and the landscapes and sort of and poke around. There's actually things hidden around the landscape that you can find. Um, so exploration feels a lot more engaging this time around. And, um, you know, because, because, they're, because it's been built to explore, you know, there's, there's, uh, on the, on the main ship, there's, there's all sorts of little dusty corners where they're sort of hit, things hidden away. And so that just, again, it just makes you feel a little bit more like, you're on your own adventure where, um, you know, you don't have to sort of follow a very linear path through the game. I mean, ultimately, the game is quite linear, but it feels more open and, and you can kind of take your time a little bit more this time around. And so, and, you know, the, the sort of the firefights are also quite interesting because sometimes, you know, you sort of, you're stuck in the middle of a battle between two alien forces and you're sort of you've got both sides shooting at you um and it just feels like you're sort of really part of a greater battle this time around whereas last time around it just felt like you know you were going through a series of kind of shoot 'em up exercises you know it's so like go and do this go and do this go and do this and it just felt a little bit more rote i mean i'm kind of uh criticizing the the game perhaps a little bit more than it deserves the first the first uh, year's version of Destiny, but this time around it's like there's just a little bit more interest in terms of um, you know you rather than having sort of a series of of, of, of waves of, of of enemies to beat and then the boss. The, the you know the, you have different kinds of waves of enemies you don't always have a boss character with every fight um you know there's there's less reliance on sort of bullet sponges so the, it just and the other thing was that i found last year i would find a couple of safe spots and sort of go and stand in the safe spot fire at a boss until i needed to move go and move to the next safe spot do the same thing again and it was very um you know just sort of follow a sort of a specific routine this time out there's i had to be a lot more mobile the 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 enemy ai is a lot more uh varied and um you can't stick in one spot for as long so you have to be a little bit more improvisational in terms of your tactics, a lot more hit and run rather than stick and shoot. And because of that, it just, it, again, the game was more interesting and fun. You know, I really felt like I was um, fighting sort of intelligent forces this time out, and it just made, made, made the game that much more interesting to play. There's one thing that does bug me about Destiny, and, that, that, and that's the fact that the systems, uh, they're like... They're just jargon, right? And they, 
they don't follow a lot of traditional RPG conventions, like light level. Like, I, I guess that means how strong you are, and you have to hit a particular um, threshold to be able to do certain missions, I suppose, but it's not super obvious what it, the heck that means. It's getting stuff like Glimmer. Glimmer? What What is Glimmer? Apparently you get Glimmer from breaking down weapons, and that's kind of a currency, maybe? I don't know. Um, there are tons of vendors. There are reputation guys lying, uh, hanging around who also are giving things. It's not entirely clear, like, how you get a lot of weapons. Um, <laughs> I've just been kind of leveling up and, like, when I finish a mission, I'll get a bunch of loot and then I'll go and decode that loot and I'll be like, uh, sweet. Did I have to pay anything for that? Uh, okay. And meanwhile, I've been playing with a couple of friends of mine who are clearly Destiny veterans, and everything they're saying is a totally different language to me. I, it's, it's, I'm just like that. Those are just words. Whatever you're saying, just words. Uh, what are your, what's your take on that, Jazz? Yeah, it's like I was saying earlier. It's, it's the the game doesn't do a very good job of of explaining itself to you. So you know, you really have to sort of you have to go online and look up different guides, and the, you know, there's a lot of subtle things like um, even apparently, and now you know, it just shows how you know. I mean, I've got to level forty. I've leveled up. I've got plenty of loot and stuff like that. But apparently, if you decode. If you decode an, an engram, depending on what you have equipped in a slot, that can affect the gear that you get from the engram. Apparently, like you, you put, you're supposed to put your highest level gear on, and then you can get gear f- from an engram that's that's higher level than that, or s- s- at least you know, sort of. That's what I understand, and I only, I only. Get, knew that from from reading something when i was researching something else and it's just like little things like that so when i play pvp and i and i equip some of my lower grade gear because it's actually better for pvp um you know if i i was uh, you know um decoding engrams and 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 so i wasn't getting as good a loot as i might have got had i equipped better weapons at least this is again what i understand from 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 reading a couple of articles you know that's that sort of thing just makes no sense why isn't that why why doesn't the game warn you sort of like put on your best gear or you know do do something that 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 sort of tells you how to get the best out of your engrams it's it's so um it's so unfriendly in that respect, and I think you know. I mean, ultimately, this is part of the, the you know, it still needs a lot of work. I think the game, in terms of just making itself a little bit more available to you, you know, which faction should you join? There's three main factions, I believe, and you know, each has has different gear. Um, which faction should you join, and why? Um, you know, what gear should you concentrate on leveling up and, and what gear's best for, for, for what different circumstances? It just feels like, you know, there's this big and now getting increasingly more complex game. Um, 
but the sort of the in-game help and the sort of the guidance that it gives uh, new players is pretty poor on the whole beyond just sort of giving you a breadcrumb trail through the the the, the missions beyond that it doesn't really tell you what you should be doing you know sort of uh, bounties it doesn't really explain not like a, a guy lights up with an exclamation mark over his head to sort of tell you oh right now you can go and get bounties or you should go and get bounties for for for, for your different activities that you're doing and and so that's I think that's the sort of one of the weaker areas of the game is it's just not very newbie friendly and and doesn't really help you along. I really messed up uh when I came back to the Taking King cuz I was kind of wandering around, right? And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I should buy something. And I was like, you know what I want? I want a ship because everybody else had way cooler ships than me. And I bought a ship, and then I discovered that it's actually pretty tough to uh, get more glimmer. <laughs> and my ship costs like 2,500 glimmer, and it oh, takes no. a lot of glimmer to get into a faction. And factions give you a lot of rewards. I'm like, no! Gosh darn it. Oh, that's so unfortunate. Uh, but And you can't sell the ship back, I don't think. Um, Not as far as I know. No, ships are basically expensive loading screens. I don't think they're they just vanity things. I wanted to look cool, darn it. Oh no! Uh, yeah, that's a classic example of sort of you know. I guess you know you, you need to be very careful about what you buy and how you spend your money. I mean, I've got it's, it's like I've got a ton of glimmer and I don't really know what to spend it on because I don't want to spend it on something and and, and waste my money. So, so I just kind of keep it and, and, and it's, you know, I've got about 20,000 glimmer or something crazy like that that I've sort of saved up. I, I didn't buy a ship. I've still got the original ship that you, you get at the beginning of the game because it's fine. Like I said, it doesn't, doesn't seem like it does anything. And I wanted to be fancy. Yeah. I, I, um, I told my friends that I was playing with last night my plight and they're like oh well we can go here or maybe we can grind some glimmer here we can farm some glimmer there we could try this we could try that and we ended up going down to russia on earth which is like the first area and running through this cave over and over again to kill this one monster <laughs> i was like uh okay sure why not and then I was like, you know, guys, it's like 11.30 p.m. Can we, like, play more missions? And they were like, all right, fine. Um, but I discovered that I could reliably get Glimmer by breaking down my weapons. And I, I guess the the strikes, is that what it is? Or the fire team missions? Yeah, strike missions. Yeah. Um, those will get you Glimmer because there are lots of enemies with yellow bars. Yeah. <laughs> so... Okay. I guess I'm going to run with my friends and do that. That's so. So I'm kind of seeing the appeal of Destiny in one sense, and that's first of all, the universe feels big, um, even though it's not connected per se. You're not like actually flying from planet to planet. It still feels like in a, a pretty expansive world, and it's aided by these really big caverns and 
and set pieces and art that's designed to make you feel tiny and insignificant and everything around you really big. And I think that given that you are rolling up a character, it's really effective in an RPG sense because it kind of goes back to, you know, the old Dungeons and Dragons, right? You're going into the, the deep places of the earth, except you're in space and you're fighting people from Mars or whatever. Um, it, it can actually be pretty atmospheric when you're playing by yourself. But when you get a team of friends together, um, it's also really great because, like, I, I think I had the quintessential Destiny experience um, when I came back to the Taken King. I was playing, like, the second mission, maybe, um, and you fight this one boss, and it was a pretty tough fight. Um, I, I had leveled up my character to level 25, so I was, like, maybe 26, level 26, and I'm fighting this boss. And I was getting hit by the boss and swarmed by enemies. And I was like, God, this is really hard on single player. And by and large, I think that it's pretty, it's balanced, uh, for team fights. Mm. Um, but I was in a party chat with my friends who were also playing Destiny and they were like, Oh, you're having a hard time with this boss. Um, yeah, give us a second. We'll hop in. And they hopped in and we all took down the boss. And I was like, Oh, that was sweet. And I have to feel like that was part of, like, Bungie's original pitch, right? Like, that they were, like, and then, like, they're having a really hard time with the boss. But then their friends come, bam, right in. And then they go off back to Earth and sell all their fat loot. And they then they go play some PvP, you know. So you can kind of see Bungie's original vision for the game coming to fruition. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I played through the entire game solo and it, and it definitely, there's definitely some fights that felt a little bit on the rough side, but also, you know, I, I kind of, I, I had the sort of the wrong sort of gear at, at one point. I was probably fighting a similar boss to you where I was getting killed really quickly and swarmed by, um, by ads and, but but I kind of switched weapons and took him down quite quickly once I realized that if I had, I think it was a fusion rifle rather than using whatever else I was using, um, you know, I could take him down quite quickly. And, you know, I guess that's part of the learning experience, but it, it would have been nice to sort of had some sort of recommendations just on the loading screen that just said, you know, kind of, his not just recommended light level but recommended gear as well and I, I don't know how 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 difficult it is to add that sort of thing but it just may, would make the game a little bit more user friendly and, and and a little bit less frustrating so in terms of the game as a whole does it feel like there's just a lot more to do in this version than before yeah, I think that, you know, there's, because the game is bigger and, and I think, you know, they were able to sort of use uh, some of the older levels and, and add, add areas to them. Um, the game just feels a lot bigger and, and a little bit less empty than it did last year. You know, the, the, the story missions are a lot more coherent and, and, you know, it really does have a sort of, 
a very strong story in terms of your own personal adventure, um, you know, all the way through to taking down the, the Taken King. It doesn't actually take that long to, to get through. I, I th- you know, you said that you were um, on Mission 10 or something that sort of said, said Mission 10. Um, that means that you're quite, quite getting quite near the end, I think. I've um, yeah. <laughs> played like two nights. Yeah, it'll probably take you, yeah, through two or three nights to get through most of it, I think, something like that. Um, but then you have all the different strike missions and you've got the new raid and there's public, uh, public quests as well to do. So the, it just feels like there's a lot more going on this time around. And plus you can kind of go back and sample the old content because the game's been refined and it's, um, been kind of tweaked to, to, to be a little bit more fun this time around. So whereabouts are you stuck at the moment? Or not where, where are you stuck? Where, where have you got to? Um, okay. Uh, the last mission that I played, we were getting the orbs and putting them in doors, which sounds terrible, but I guess we were in the depths of the Dreadnought, which is a thing. And yeah. and we were fighting a lot of hive guys, and then some taken showed up. Um, but toward the end of the mission, there were these orbs of light, I guess, that were opening up doors, and we were looking for a portal. Yeah, to get to the Taken King because the Taken King is in a different world or something. You know, to be perfectly honest, the story doesn't mean a lot to me. Yeah. Oh, you're get you are getting towards the end. You, I think you you've got um, a couple of really big boss fights to to take care of, and 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 you should you you'll be at the Taken King. Huh. All right. Well, I've already I spent seventy freaking dollars uh, to get this expansion, so I'm going to get my money's worth. Gosh darn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The 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 the, the definitely the fight with the uh, the Taken King is a pretty fun one. I enjoyed it. I almost did it first time but then uh, I, I kind of uh, I made a really stupid mistake and then he killed me and then it took me like the rest of an afternoon to beat the the, the, the last boss but it's the, the, the last few fights are really good and they're quite intense and uh, you know particularly solo and um, uh, they're just they're just a little bit different and very dynamic there's a lot going on you have to really spend a lot of time running around there's a lot of really tense moments where you're sort of running around with a sliver of health getting shot at by multiple things it's pretty yeah, good it's pretty sounds entertaining like to, sounds like destiny to me yeah yes yeah, definitely that gets kind of more more like classic destiny towards the end of the uh the story missions but once you've done the story missions there are actually missions to do after that which kind of surprised me i didn't expect that but Again, it just, even though it's called the Taken King, you know, the sort of the story continues beyond that, and you're kind of doing kind of clean up and 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 sort of continuing to find new things that that kind of continue to advance the storyline. So that kind of that's interesting to me, the, the the fact that the game, you know, continues to be open. Um, you level up really fast in the Taking King. 
Yes. Yeah, that's something that, that I didn't like last year was that I got to a certain situation where I kind of needed to grind the same missions a few times to level myself up so that I could actually kind of move on to the next ones. Whereas this time around, it's it's very well balanced and, you know, you, you pretty much can play through the entire game um, without having to take any, to, you know, sort of, sort of sidetrack to, to 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 grind a few things to level up. So it's it's. It, I think um, by the time I hit the Taken King mission, I was like level thirty eight, something like that, and uh, and I was able to take him down without too much too much problems. You know, just just an afternoon's worth of kind of dedicated shooting. So I'm still, I'm still trying to work out why the Taken King is getting so much love. Uh, I think it's, I think it's much better than before, for sure. Um, but I think that Vanilla Destiny was actually pretty bad. And <laughs> now it's adequate. It's, it's a, it's a solid shooter. Um, and Bungie has gone from not having any freaking clue what they're doing in, in the RPG sense to being competent. Is that what it is? It's just, you know, it's solid now as opposed to virtually unplayable. It's definitely, it's definitely a much, much better game than last year. I think they've, they've knocked off a lot of, a lot of rough edges that it had last year. You know the the the, the fact that the the storyline is so much more engaging and the voice acting is more engaging. I think that 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 is sort of like a an immediate improvement that really did strike people. Um, you know that that it's kind of now fun to listen to and isn't this sort of like very humdrum kind of um, convoluted, sometimes incomprehensible uh, plot that sort of didn't didn't make a whole lot of sense and 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 sometimes had quite laughable dialogue you know um it's much better structured it's it's you know if you like destiny it's 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 a better game for it it's, it's still got all of the things that you love about destiny but they're that much better and i think that's that's one of the things that really helps ensure that it gets a lot of love is that the the, the players that stuck with it you know, sort of stuck with a game that was, um, you know, just a little bit above average. wasn't You know, wasn't great for sure. Um, now I have a game that is pretty damn good. You know, I mean, I I, I rated it four and a half stars, which probably is it's, it's a high four and a half stars. I, I if it had had we had a more granular rating system, I'd have probably given it four point two five. You know, four and a quarter. Um, God, I'm glad we don't have a more granular rating system. Yeah, it's just, it, it's sort of it, it was a little bit high for for four and a half, but it's it didn't deserve a four. It's sort of some fall somewhere mm. in between. But it it you know it's 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 definitely a much much better game now, and it's it's a lot more fun. And you know, and the other area of the game that I really like, which is it's it's rough but it does but it is a lot of fun is is the pvp side of the game that's also as 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 good as ever and you know it was it was pretty strong last year and 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 it's and it's it's good this year they've added new maps and a new mode which is really fun called rift and it um 
you know, like I said, it's a tough environment to, to go, kind of go into as a newbie. You just get the, the crap shot out of you for the first few games. But once you kind of get used to the way that the PvP works, which is, you know, sit back, be patient, and um, don't go running into a firefight because you'll just get one-shotted, it's actually really, really good fun. How do they handle the RPG elements in that? There, there isn't any. It's just, just pure PvP. You know, you, you just, you just play a round of PvP, and sometimes you get a random bit of loot drop at the end of it. Sometimes you don't, and, uh, and, and you just fight. I don't know if, if there's any kind of story surrounding. So does the gear make a difference? Because gear makes a difference, right? Um, no, actually, well, it, a little bit. Uh, basically sort of level advantages are disabled and mm. um so so you're actually fighting with the most sort of basic stats um you know when when you shoot at somebody you know you'll see like 22 damage coming out of them compared to you know you're doing hundreds of damage to to, to bosses they basically you know you sort of you're all put down to sort of sort of level 1 and and uh gear is all sort of minimized and so there there's a little bit of a uh, an advantage to having the right kind of weapons but mainly it's sort of things like shotguns and fusion rifles are are, are really good um scout rifles are, are useful to, to to sort of uh, as long range shooting um but um but yeah, there is, gear's not hugely important. You know, there's just, there's just variations, you know, sort of one gun shoots slightly faster than another gun and that's, that's what you want. That's the advantage that you get is a, a few nanoseconds of, 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 you know, quicker uptime or whatever. Destiny's, what a strange and interesting game just because it feels like the natural next step after how Call of Duty kind of owned shooters last generation. Now we've got Destiny, which really brings together both co-op multiplayer and competitive multiplayer in a way that Call of Duty just couldn't with some pretty, pretty solid production values. From a design standpoint, I think Call of Duty is still superior. And I think that a pure MMORPG is certainly a lot deeper than Destiny, but it's managed to, I suppose you could say, bridge the gap to some extent um, between those two things. And that's why it's still having a lot of success and why it's still clearly relevant. I, I think it's the natural endpoint of where we started with Diablo when we started, where it started being about loot, 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 loot. And we continued on through World of Warcraft. And now we're, here we are at Destiny. It only makes sense that the loot craze would take over games like Destiny and Borderlands and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, sort of one of a kind game. You know, there, there aren't many games like it. And, um, you know, I mean, at its heart, it's still a, a, a pure first person shooter. It's just got all of the, the trappings of an MMO around it. And, you know, this time out, it definitely feels a little bit more MMO-like than it did last year. Last year, it just felt more like a big collection of things to do, sort of, that were roughly held together by a sort of a central point. 
And this year it definitely feels a lot more, more cohesive as, okay, here's, here are the different game worlds. Here are the different places you can go. Um, you know, the, 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 the storyline's been sort of tweaked and it, and it, and it feels like it has a, um, a more kind of, uh, consistent theme to it now. Um, whereas last year it's sort of, who are these people? What's going on now? Um, you know, it's, it's been simplified a lot more. And, you know, I just think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a better game. It's, it's, I, I can't think of anything else that's really offers the same kind of mix of, of, uh, kind of grindable end game stuff and, 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 and a, and a decent sort of single, essentially a single player mode that you can play multiplayer if you want to co-op. Well, moving on a little bit, I know that you're mostly focusing on shooters this season, but are there any RPGs or MMORPGs that you're looking forward to this fall? Um, I can't think of any, actually. Um, I'm definitely interested in seeing what World of Warcraft does with its new expansion, but who knows when that's going to arrive. Um, you know, the, obviously the games uh, really hit the skids this expansion it's shared more players than it's done in ever and 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 I, th- and I think part of that was just that it's it's been a fairly weak expansion it it sounded like it was going to be a, a good one but actually it's um the game is definitely showing its age now um there were some changes made to the game that just weren't particularly exciting um it was overly simplified um and the end result is a game that just just didn't feel like as much fun as 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 prior expansions and so you know players have sort of dip in and dip out uh, as as uh new content updates are, are released but it doesn't really hold it's not really holding on to its player base so i think um blizzard are going to pull all the stops out for the next expansion because really it's it's a make or break expansion if they don't if they don't um get it right i think the 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 game will go into you know it's not going to die that's for sure there's still way many players playing it than more more players than than any other mmo but i think it'll continue to shed players and sort of just just settle down to a to a more modest sort of you know few million people playing it and um you know and 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 it'll run its course over the next few years well, a few million people is still better than a lot of MMORPGs, which oh, would get like one million subs and then just kind of go down from there. Yeah. Star Wars, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic would kill for a million subs. Yeah, I don't know how big that game is, actually. I have no idea, but they're making a big push with the new Star Wars movie coming out. Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of taking the game back to, you know, it's sort of Bioware roots. They talked about that the last time I, I, I spent time with the game. You know, it's, it, it's, it's a lot more RPG, um, like this time around. So, you know, um, it's an interesting game, but it's just not one that really captures my imagination. I think I missed the boat with that one. So I, I haven't really spent any time with it at all. All right. Well, before we go. Picking up FIFA 16? I'm not sure whether I need to this year. Mm. Mm. Why not? I just read your review. Oh, no. 
it oh doesn't, yeah. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound like it's got a lot going for it that really, you know, it's, it's like if I fancy a game of football I can play FIFA 15 and you know, it, why would I want FIFA 16 and spend all that money on it? When Master it, updates. You can have the joy of having uh what was it? Christian uh was it Christian Benteke's on Liverpool now? Yeah. Uh, you can en- enjoy watching Raheem Sterling run riot over on Man City. Yeah, that, see, I just don't really care that much about having an updated roster. You know, it's certainly not in terms of spending sixty bucks on a, on a, on a game just to get that. Because it's ultimate largely... team draft is pretty good. Yeah, that does sound interesting. Maybe I'll wait until it's. Uh, I'll, I'll pick it up when it's in a sale. I, I I certainly don't need to to go rushing out to buy it. Uh, yeah, opinions on that game are all over the place. There are people who are like, man, this is stale. And there are people who are like, oh, it's so much more balanced than last year. And they've really made a lot of improvements under the hood. So the, the opinions are really variable this year. Yeah, I'm more interested in checking out Pro Evolution Soccer, actually. That sounds like it's it's vastly improved this oh, year. Oh, it has. It has. Uh, it's, it's a totally different experience, but I think it's still pretty messy, but it's it's making big strides. So yeah, are you picking up Fallout Four? I don't know. I haven't played any of the other games in the series, so I I'm not quite sure whether to to to, to start now. Hmm. You should. I think what about you? Like you, you, you? You're a big Fallout fan. I'm reviewing it. Aha! <laughs> I'm going to be it. on the reviews, so it's going to be crazy. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, uh, you have my sympathies there. That's a really, really big game to have to get your teeth into. Yeah, between this and MGS5, I'm going to be busy. Um, and there's an, there's also a strong possibility that I'll end up on Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is another, could be 100 hour game. Um, so oh I'm kind of bracing God. myself. I'm kind of bracing myself, uh, for November. It's coming. Yeah. When's uh, Fallout's Fallout's going to be coming in fairly soon, right? November. It is November. Okay, I thought it was October for some reason. But Persona 5's not coming out this year. But there are a whole bunch of there are a bunch of RPGs that I've missed. Um, I really want to play more Etrian Odyssey Untold 2 and um Mike's reviewing Disgaea 5, and I just remembered, oh my god, Disgaea 5! I can't believe I forgot about Disgaea 5, so I'm gonna have to have him on the podcast next week to talk about it, so. Lots of games, um, but, uh, well, the take, the Taken King is gonna keep me busy for a little while longer, just because I spent frickin' $70 on this expansion, it better, I'm going to put time into it, damn it. Yeah, that is one of the, 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 the sort of the annoying features of the game is to, to if you want to buy it, you have to buy everything, right? It's stupid. The fact that I bought, they're punishing me because I bought the vanilla version. That it would be even worse if I had bought the vanilla, um, the the digital vanilla version, where I couldn't even turn it in. At least I had the option to turn it in, but didn't because I wanted that get the expansion without having to go to GameStop to turn in my game. Right. But I've already ranted about that on yeah. US Gamer. In any case, um, we can find your review of Destiny the Taken King over on US Gamer. You've done your customarily thorough job of 
chronicling your run through the game. Um, you just played it over the course of like four or five days. You were writing every day. You were doing both morning and night. I was impressed by how deep you go into it, which is kind of the hallmark of what you do, Jazz. So good job Thank on you. that. Um, in any case, uh, Jazz, tell the good people where we uh, they can find you. You can uh, find me on Twitter at JazzRignal with one Z. And uh, that's where I communicate with people. Excellent. And as usual, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore catbot. If you ever want to play Destiny, hit me up, I suppose. Um, I will be playing it when I get back from the UK. I'm leaving in a couple hours, actually, which is going to be fun. Um, we will be back next week with more RPG discussion. Um, I think we're going to go in a more JRPG direction next week. We're going to have Bob around to talk about Persona Dancing All Night, perhaps. We're going to have Jeremy talking about his experiences at TGS. He's getting back from Japan today. So he's been gone for a little bit. And we're going to have Mike talking about Disgaea 5. We've got so much to cover. And that's not including whatever I happen to get in the United Kingdom. Hopefully I can steal somebody and get them on the podcast while I'm over there. If only so that we can have more of those lovely British accents on the show. <laughs> in any case, I've been Cat Bailey. Jazz, thanks for dropping by. Thank you. It was fun. And until next time, happy adventuring. <laughs> <laughs>